millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Shattuck Esquire, somewhere around 1987 at Bradley's near the Woburn um, Mall, young Thomas Shattuck and young Dean McLern entered the establishment, mm-hmm. at which time uh, young Tom Shattuck grabbed the Beatles Something New tape okay, and one other Beatles tape and and then brought them into the dressing room and put them in my pants and then um and then we um we I think I bought one tape for real, like Aerosmith tape or whatever, at the checkout counter. And then I we we walked out, me and Dean walked out. I'm disclosing this now. His parents have never known. Because I took uh, I took the fall for him. Nobody knew this is me and Dean's secret. Mm-hmm. So we are we walk out of the store, almost make it to the end of the parking lot when this young man and young woman, like in their like around thirty, were sprinting at us. Stop! Stop now! Stop now! Stop now! now, now. I said we just saw you steal that. We just saw this. You steal this. You were you're going to be arrested for shoplifting. We're calling the police now. You will be arrested for shoplifting. And they like collar us and they, they haul us back in. Imagine like two live security guards, mm-hmm. eye in the sky, and Bradley's watching. It's amazing. So I'm like, damn, I'm busted. But I by that time my home was already broken. It didn't matter. Like I was my dad. I knew like he wouldn't really. You didn't have consequences for your actions. It was all no. My mother would. I knew that if my mother showed up, she would put on a scene to show to every, show that she was she a would good be parent. Utterly socially embarrassing, right? Shoplifting from Woburn. Meanwhile, I'm a kid from Winchester. We're, we're supposed to be able to afford tapes. <laughs> so you shouldn't even be shopping in Woburn. So they bring us in there, and I forgot they like book us or whatever. The Bradley's cops were not messing around. I, maybe they were part of Homeland Security or something. So so they take away the thing. They 
they go have a powwow. I then beg. I say, listen, you can't. Please let me take. I'll take the whole fall. You can't let Dean take any of this fall because his he'll get his his parents were stricter. His than dad ours. was going to kick yeah, his, his butt. His family wasn't a broken home. His family was very much intact, and mom and dad were not to be messed with. They were very nice, lovely people, but no, 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 no. You didn't get caught shoplifting if no, you were his a dad, His dad made it to Winchester from Charlestown, the like poor part of Charlestown. Worked t- hard. And he built your whole street, right? He built our whole street, exactly. And it worked hard. And he and, he and his wife, Marilyn, they mm-hmm. didn't come from much in Charlestown. And they built a life and a living in, in Winchester. And they were having, his dad would have had no, 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 no. This was not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so I begged. And I put on this, 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 this tearful show. And eventually they said, fine, we'll only call your mother. And I said, there we go. So my mother, they called. <laughs> my mother came over. Probably like threw her cigarettes at me and, and and yelled at me forever, but I was cycled out of that place and and I would suspend my shoplifting activities mm-hmm. for two years before I, they were picked up in earnest and I was uh, I was uh, became prolific at one point so so much so that what I, is it with kids from rich towns and shoplifting because. Yeah. Lexington was like a hotbed of shop. Shoplifting. I got, I got uh, actually a famous chew and screw too at the at the holiday the, the Hojo's also in Woburn. Always doing it in Woburn because I would never like sully Winchester with my friend. <laughs> and uh, oh, in Lexington, people shoplifted so and badly. In this in place, Lexington. we ran out, and two other guys were, were on us in security. We chew and screwed out of there, and the guys were running out after us through the woods. And I was like, whatever. And we got me and the other kid got split off. And I was hiding around houses near Montville Avenue, Woburn. And eventually, I went went to the main street and started walking down the street. And I saw one of the security guys coming my way. But I had taken off my jacket or put it on. So you thought you were not recognizable? I I did something different. And he came up to me. Do you see somebody? And I acted like a rain man. You know how a rain man was an autistic? Mm -hmm. It was... He bought it. It was incredible. So... It, incredible. By the time I got home, the other kid, effing loser, got mm-hmm. busted and had dimed me out. He didn't have to dime me out, but he did. He's a piece of shit still to this day. Um, so, but so still, and it, so it was just it was nothing. And then me and my brother had that's, that's the shoplifting stuff. And my dad mm-hmm. said, uh, remember him saying he was mad because I was living with my dad at the time. He said, "Why'd you do it?" I said, "I don't know. I just want to see what it was like." He said, "Okay." That was it. You know, when you, it's like when you're, we were, he, he he knew, he could tell that I wasn't a bad guy. Anyway, the only reason I bring up all this stuff is. Okay. There has been a spate of shoplifting on Twitter, on the news, and it's making the left very uncomfortable. Because you have large groups of kids, many times minority kids, who mm-hmm. are shoplifting and tearing down. And just running out of stores, nice stores, nice neighborhoods with thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. Mm-hmm. So much so that, you know, stores are moving out, you know? Yeah, they're closing up shop in a lot of these places because it's not like running a brick and mortar store is that profitable anymore anyway. Yes. So this is very discomforting, to use a Noah Rothman word that I don't know what it means. I think it means discomforting. It's like very much like that. But anyway. It's similar. Similar. Yes. This is discomforting. <laughs> Nevertheless, as Noah would say. Um the left doesn't know how they're not comfortable with the visual happening here. Mm-hmm. So we are now per CNN. This is analysis by Nathaniel Myerson. We are reimagining shoplifting, mm-hmm. 
it's a bigger problem. The way you and I are reacting to it and noticing it right. is problematic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Now, I ran in the Bradley's parking lot because I felt that me shoplifting was problematic and I knew I'd be in trouble because those were the rules. Right. And I ran out of the Hojos because I know that society frowned on that and I'd be in trouble soon. Mm-hmm. But apparently I was not doing anything wrong. What America's shoplifting panic is really about. America's shoplifting it panic. It sure isn't about shoplifting. No. So so the story is about the panic. The panic is the problem. Republicans pounce. Right. Why are you panicking? Why are you panicking? Shopping in in great department stores. These are on quotes. The shopping, the shoplifting profession. Here's a third quote. No mercy to shoplifters. These headlines could be from articles today, but they're from the early 1900s. While shoplifting has seemingly never been a bigger problem than it is now, shoplifting has long captured the public's attention. Anxiety over shoplifting is an enduring phenomenon and is often a stand-in for larger concerns of cultural, economic, or political changes. Ah, uh, see, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. When you chewed and screwed, it was actually the restaurant owners were really having anxieties over, like, the changing color of the neighborhood or something else. Well, yes. In this, the, the restaurant owners finally got a, an excuse to label um, young kids from Winchester as problematic. And, of course, we were problematic, but... The figure of a shoplifter may provide for a scapegoat for deeper problems that are more complex and intractable. James Walsh, who directs the University of Ontario Institute of Technology's graduate program on criminology and injustice. Whoa, and what? (laughs) Isn't this great? James Walsh, who directs the University of Ontario Institute of Technology's graduate program on criminality and justice, told CNN. Now, those are the people who go then and staff like the FBI, though, are the people who are getting taught by this professor. But when he's talking about the program on criminality and justice, is he talking about doing the crime, doing the time justice? No. Oh, no. Not that type of justice. (laughs) Jeez, no. (laughs) Heaven forbid. It resonates with... uh, By the way, I, I, uh, I I don't want people to think that I did not get punished in my life for some of the petty things I did... Up until the time I was 20 years old, I did. I was uh, arrested and processed a couple of times, so don't worry about it. I was brought to justice. Not enough. Old school justice. Not enough. It resonates with broader concerns about law and disorder. Jesus, you're right. If this guy's going to get a job in the next Biden administration, that's he's going to win. In 19th century Victorian Britain... Do we See? really have to go back there? It's not a bunch of <laughs> You need a little to... more context. Let me take you back to Victorian Britain. It's funny because... You thought you were just worried about people <laughs> walking out of the store with merchandise like now. But actually, your concerns stem from your deep subconscious knowledge of Victorian Britain. Well, in a sense, I guess I did. <laughs> I was stealing a product that was originally created by Britons. The Beatles Something New CD, uh, oh, sorry, no CDs and uh, record, uh, tape. The 19th century Victorian Britain hysteria focused on middle-class women who were ex- accessing public spaces for the first time. Some, some were stealing for the thrill. These fears of women stealing continued in America as department stores opened. During the counterculture movement of the 1960s, it's funny because 
We've skipped 200 years now, or 150 <laughs> years. It's so often that it started in the Victorian era. We're now in 1975. <laughs> During the counterculture movement in the 1960s and 1970s, public focus was on teens and college students defying authority by stealing from stores. Historic. By the way, notice that public focus was on. Well, yeah, it was wasn't that teens were stealing. It was that right. The focus. Yep. Historically, shoplifting has always been had this outsized impact on public discourse. Said Alex Vitali. Oh God, here we go. A professor of sociology at Brooklyn College and the author of The End of Policing. Mm. Today, toothpaste and deodorant are locked up at stores. Huh. Videos of thieves smashing store windows and grabbing merchandise have rocketed across news and social Don't media. Don't you hate when people just rocket videos around there for are... no reason whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> hate when that happens. The videos just keep rocketing <laughs> without anything changing in the stores. <laughs> they just rocket around. <laughs> <laughs> and when the toothpaste locks itself up, don't you hate that? You are very cynical, Alice. Um, today, toothpaste and deodorants are locked up at stores. Videos of these smashing store windows and grabbing merchandise have rocketed across news and social media. So much passive voice. <laughs> Companies are calling theft. Companies are calling. Mm -hmm. Videos are rocketing. Consumers are worrying. <laughs> the toothpaste is locked up. It just yes. got that way. Toothpaste. We don't know what happened. We're, in, we're incarcerating the toothpaste. <laughs> Not since the Victorian era have we done this to toiletries. <laughs> Who are we? Today, the toothpaste and the order in our locked up stores. Videos rocketed across news and social media companies are calling a theft <laughs> national gun crisis. Leaders in both political parties and law enforcement officials have advocated tougher penalties. Tougher penalties? Where's the contact? Penalties for what? <laughs> it's not like we just put in a bunch of AGs that like refuse to prosecute shoplifting or anything like that. It's not like anything happened to the way that we handle crime and suddenly we have a spike in shoplifting. This is about to get more sinister, Alice. Donald Trump, oh. the former president and frontrunner for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination, has gone as far as calling for shoplifters to be shot. He does use that rhyme about looting. You loot, looting and shooting, yeah. Although shoplifting increased in some cities during the first half of the year compared to pre-pandemic levels, there is no clear national rise in shoplifting. Mainly because we stop reporting shoplifting because the police don't do anything when you call right. them with it. So DAs people... have made it legal under $2,000. So there's no Cops more shoplifting. pursue you. The days of the guy people running across the parking lot are over. Well, it's... Those Bradley employees now would be fired. If they chase you yes. across the parking lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. And not only that, but they just, you know, they're not counting it as crime anymore. And then they turn around and tell you that crime hasn't gone up or it's gone down even, they'll tell you. Yes, and then Democrats run on that. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, the only types of crimes that are very difficult to not count as crimes, like murders or like car thefts, those do go up. Yes, but all the other ones, the ones that we stopped counting, those have all gone down. It's crazy how that works. It's really great. Hold on, Alice. More stuff we should is, handle more, more problems that way. More stuff is rocketing. Hold on. <laughs> There's no evidence, clear evidence yet. That's by the, according to a new analysis by the Council on Criminal Justice, a nonpartisan 
criminal justice policy organization. <laughs> <laughs> now, the way this works, of course, because I've, you know, dealt with some of these like nonpartisan organizations. They're called nonpartisan because they're not technically affiliated with the party. It doesn't mean they're like right. neutral or right. something. Or they're nonprofits and they have to be can't officially. We know what they are. The um, nonpartisan Southern Poverty Law Center. They have a political point of view, put it that way. Here we go. There's more things happening without Mm -hmm. anybody doing anything. We see examples on video of... We see examples on video of behaving badly. This is what it says. We see examples on on video of... Oh, wait, no, I see. They took out the noun. Right. Of behaving badly. Yes. We see just the behaving. You of- just see the behaving on the video. Nobody's doing it. The behaving <laughs> is just behaving by itself. <laughs> we see examples on video of items from the store shelf just leaving, leaving yes. the store. At least and- we get a noun in that one. At least they're, they're humoring us if they did that. There's a mass, mass exodus and migration out of these two. We see examples on video of behaving badly, and it gets invested with all this extra meaning about the collapse of social order, Vitaly said. (laughs) No. Here's the thing, though, is that none of the people concerned about the shoplifting are trying to invest anything with any deeper meaning. Only you are trying to invest things with deeper meaning. Most of the people who see the videos of the behaving badly are just concerned that there seems to be a lot of behaving badly behaving itself in stores recently yes nobody's casting any judgment on the fact that a bunch of 15 year olds during a school night have rid the coach purse shop of all the inventory um without paying you know we're, we're not it's not us we're not suggesting anything it's not we're not saying the collapse of social order might be afoot but it might be shoplifting has also become a politically charged crime that many on the right and some Democrats have exploited to oppose criminal justice policy reforms. You see what they're up to? I'm going to read this again so you can hear it. Okay. I need your attention. What are I'm, you looking at? I'm facing the cameras because okay. he's not. Look at this. Ready? Shoplifting has also become a politically charged crime. You getting this? Okay, I'm listening. The crime is has become politically, politically charged. charged crime that many on the right and some Democrats have exploited to oppose criminal justice policy of reforms. Oh, they've exploited the shoplifting. To oppose the reforms that have brought us the shoplifting. Right. See, those reforms had gained support in both red and blue states. And, and then when it turned out they caused shoplifting, people didn't right. like them anymore. And were meant to roll back decades of mass incarceration policies. But they were meant to roll back decades. It's funny what meant does, you know? Mm-hmm. They were meant to. Yeah. I'm sorry you, you're but moving the Walmart that... away, but it's meant to. <laughs> isn't that just like the total perfect encapsulation of democratic policymaking? Oh, yeah. But what we meant to do was really good. So who cares if it led to a bunch of homeless people in the street? What we meant to do was but, really positive. Yes, and we re- renamed the street and we have a big mural on the street and we have all sorts of uh, paintings of people nobody knows and some criminals on different walls of the murals, etc. We did all the things that we meant to do. Um, mass incarceration, which hit black and brown communities. Black is capitalized, brown is not. Communities hardest. Wait a once second. again, once again, with the 
like no responsibility in the grammar of the thing. The mass incarceration by itself hit the black and brown communities the hardest. Right, just hit it. The mass incarceration, even if you're trying to say that mean Republicans were racist and locked up black and brown people for no reason, like you're avoiding responsibility for saying something like that because you're just saying, just like the behaving badly is in the videos, the mass incarceration just hit the black and brown communities hardest. It struck them like lightning. It didn't, nothing, nobody did anything. Yes, many political leaders, retailers, and law enforcement officials now want to mobilize a stronger response to crack down on the theft and other crime. The concern over shoplifting taps into a larger narrative about how urban areas are out of control. Oh. It taps into a larger... The concern taps into the larger narrative. Yeah. The larger narrative about how urban areas are out of control. This is what bothers me so much. Have you ever read George Orwell's Politics in the English Language? You should read it because it's really good, but it's also really important in terms of like political thought. Um, Because basically what it's all about is that people writing, particularly in politics, use things like the passive voice and these sentences that Mm -hmm. when you actually parse them don't mean anything. Oh, the concern taps into the larger narrative. Like, what does that mean? What are you trying to say? Like I say, even if you're trying to say mean Republicans are racist and locked up black people, that's not what you said. Well, but also what it does is it um, bastardizes um, a term yeah, and the puts behaving- a scarlet letter on a term. So the concern over shoplifting taps into a larger narrative about how larger narrative about how urban areas are out of control. Now, mm-hmm. of course, urban areas are out of control. Right. But remember, you're tapping into a larger narrative now. You see, you've done t- mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong now. The noticing, which is what this should be called. Stop noticing the bad stuff and, and acting like bad stuff is mm-hmm. happening and then put in moving your stores because the bad stuff is happening. Right. So, so that's a quote from Michael Flam, a historian at Ohio, Ohio Wesleyan University and the author of Law and Order, Street Crime, Civil Unrest, and the Crisis of Liberalism in the 1960s. CNN has really done its uh, due diligence here. Oh, yeah. And- they've talked to all the experts. Shoplifting reports in 24 major cities where police have consistently published years of data, including New York City, Los Angeles, Dallas, and San Francisco, were 16% higher during the first half of 2023 compared to 2019, according to the Council on Criminal Justice Analysis. Huh. Uh-oh, that data's tapping into a larger narrative. That is. That is. <laughs> this is making me feel... Somebody tell it to stop. Very. <laughs> things are rocketing. <laughs> However, excluding New York City, the number of incidents among the remaining cities was 7% lower. And, uh, yeah, and we know why that is. Because if you start prosecuting these crimes, you're contributing to a narrative. You can't contribute to the narrative of the accurate uh, reporting of mm-hmm. these hellhole cities. The overall data doesn't indicate a great shift in the average shoplifting event. But the brazen ransacking incidents coordinated on social media and captured on video clearly suggests there is a sense of a lawlessness afoot. Said, said Adam Gelb, the CEO of the Council on Criminal Justice. It's There's a sense of lawlessness. Have they tried talking what, to any retailers in yeah, this article? It, it's, it clearly suggests a sensitive. No, Alice, we are now, since they've done all the words, we've had all the rocketing, we've had all the self-incarceration of the toothpaste, etc. A lot of clear suggesting. Mm-hmm. We are now... A lot of behaving. Subheadline and bold, changing role of women. <laughs> So did that article end? <laughs> Shoplifting has been part of... By the of way, retail- Tommy in New Hampshire says in the chat that 
you're still shoplifting at the age of 50, so yeah, yeah. apparently well, detaining you didn't know good. Maybe you should have been mass incarcerated. <laughs> um, th- there's a chance that Penny Market Steve- Basket would be no. have higher profit margins if Tom Shattuck were incarcerated. Petty Thief, when I go to one of these stores, skyrockets. That has nothing to do with me. You are adding to a narrative that I don't like very much. Shoplifting, here we go. Changing role of women. Shoplifting has been, instead of like landing the plane, they're like, let's start a new thing here. We've we've cited four criminals, woke social justice professors now. Shoplifting has been part of the retail, uh, since part of retail since the beginning of self-service stores. Middle-class women shoplifting, this is okay, so this is just so you know, this is not a new thing. Middle-class women shoplifting in Victoria, Britain in the 1800s were the focus of an early panic over shoplifting. Incidents of well-to-do Victorian women stealing from department stores were covered extensively in newspapers, journals, and plays, and came as women ventured outside from the home for the first time, disrupting the male, I think they went outside, disrupting the (laughs) male-dominated social order. Doctors diagnosed these women with kleptomania or thieving madness. It was a stereotype believed to be a condition of bored or sexually repressed women. Daddy, yada, yada, it goes to the, to the same thing to, to essentially tell you law and order response to the resource. Anyway, it's more of this. It goes into all sorts of societal problems. Of what it is. Instead mm-hmm. of it just being shoplifting. It's funny. When I stole those cassettes, it was just simply shoplifting. When I chewed and screwed after eating just chicken wings, to be honest, at that uh, Hojo's, and it was um, stealing. There was no rocketing. There was no... It didn't happen to a larger narrative? It didn't happen to a larger narrative. Uh, it, other than I was an a-hole. And, you know, I, I got set straight... You didn't realize. You should have said that by detaining you that they were tapping into a larger narrative about children of broken homes and... That they really should um, avoid feeding the social panic about what no-fault divorce was doing to society at the time. You know, it's funny. Had I had that been an option, had I been arrested <laughs> and then like gone into, then I probably would have. Um, okay, so uh, the January 6th stuff. Where are you in this? All sorts of new January 6th film has come out um, showing cops like leading people around. One seems to show one of the guys who gets arrested being unhandcuffed. One other guy showing... Showing a badge. Um, the showing a badge person is not a fed, though. That person has been in trouble and has been charged oh, really? and convicted okay. with stuff. It's not a badge. It's like a vape pen or something. So, I mean, and this is... I... That's why I'm, like, skeptical of the footage. I think it's good that it's out there. I think it yeah. should all be out there. It's yes. still not 100% out. This should all be public. Well, I mean, it, it, I, especially since the January 6th committee put a produced documentary out essentially right that's what that was and even liz cheney who like today tweeted out when when one when one of these congressmen tweeted out that wow this looks like there are people just walking around being let in here liz cheney mm-hmm. said does this is that what this looks like and she put out the them outside fighting the cops right. and, and we, no no hold on but but i just want to let you know that what she put out there was also produced it had music under it dun, 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 yeah dun. it's like can you people stop yourselves for one second they're producing up these things theatrically to match what they're feeling in their hysterical minds. It's right. effing believable that she would do that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I do not believe that the that we have the wherewithal to make the whole thing to from soup to nuts cause January sixth. I believe there were definitely a bunch of yahoos. I think 
to cause the whole thing. Right. I think there were a bunch of... First of all, I don't know why anybody was in Washington, D.C. to begin with. I wasn't there. Friends of ours were there. We do know people. We do who know went, people yeah. there. Some very good people who aren't nuts went right. down there. But, I mean, we weren't... I had moved on. We had stuff going on or whatever. But but um, it was a weird election. I get that. Um, but, like... And I definitely think that obviously there were feds involved. We've seen how they work. We've seen how they drive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a bunch of these things can be true at the same time. Right. Like, I think that there were definitely people. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Or federal agents or informants that were involved in instigating some of this. Um, you know, there's federal agents that we know about. We know, for example, that Enrique Terrio, who's the head of the Proud Boys, was informing to the feds at the time. We know, like, that, and, and now of course, we now know, they, like, that the Gretchen now, Whitmer plot how had... How is it now that they, like, they gave the guy, like, 40 years or 20 years or whatever? I know. It's like, wow, he, he was your guy. What BS? You know what? Don't trust your friendly neighborhood FBI agent. <laughs> they never that. they never seem to have your best interest at heart. It's weird how that happens. Um but so like we know that for example the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, we know that like more than half of the people involved with that, they like had more federal agents than like people that they actually caught up in it. I think there were also a bunch of people who were kind of like little lambs who don't know not to trust people who got swept up in stuff that they didn't you know, no, realize was that wrong. I mean, like, I like to think that if I were at the Capitol, I would know that we were not supposed to be entering the building, even if, like, the cops right. were standing I, out I of the way. I do think there was probably because, some, ma- some mob euphoria happening. Yeah, wow, I think things are different. It's really well, happening. we're going into the Capitol, and right, and like all we're these people the sweep in, and you're like right. in the crowd, and you go. And the cops are walking you around, and like, wow, look at this. We're not even in trouble. Wow, but yeah, no, I mean, like. But there were people who realized that they shouldn't be in the building. You know, like Nick Fuentes was there at that march and was standing outside around at the Capitol and talking and whatever. Mm. And any time on social media somebody was suggesting he was inside, he was all over it saying, no, I absolutely did not enter the building. Don't say that. That's, you know, not true. Mm. I was never inside. I don't know if he was inside the building or not, but he was extremely careful not to be on video or photo inside the building and he was extremely adamant that he was never inside the so clearly there were some people who were savvy enough to know that you were not supposed to be in the capitol when it was all like barricaded and stuff that day right i do think that 
Ashley Babbitt should have known not to be crawling through the smashed glass of the door towards the guy with the gun. Yes. I mean, and, I, you know, like, I, I get why it upsets people, and I know that, like, it's, you know, compared to the George Floyd death that was all celebrated in the streets for months and months and months, like, I, I understand why it bothers people that she's, you know, not celebrated as a hero, but I just... I, I'm not astonished that she was shot at, and I I don't like have a huge issue with it. To be honest with you, like I just I think that she should have known better. I I do think that the lawmakers were very very concerned for safety at that point in time, and I think there were people in those crowds who were rowdier than they should have been, who were fighting with cops. There were people pepper yeah, I think spraying there was a cops. Mob situation. There and was. I, I mean, yeah. I think there it, were people walking around who weren't really doing anything, who probably right. got in more trouble than they should have gotten. And I think there were people who were out of hand, who absolutely yes. should have been in trouble. I think people stealing stuff from Nancy Pelosi's desk should have been in trouble. I think people. I mean, yeah. like, there's. It, I think a lot of things can be true at once, especially in a big crowd situation it's like, like if that. every like NFL fan base converged on the place and like you're going to be fine with the Patriots fans and you're going to be fine with the uh, Buccaneers fans. But when you get to the Raiders fans and the Philly fans, it could get dicey. And I think I do think that if it had they gotten their uh, even though she's an idiot, had they gotten their paws on AOC, no bueno. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just think the mob, when the mob is riled up, and somebody as iconic as her and attractive yeah. as her, and... and that's not to say, I mean, like I think that there, pro- there almost certainly were federal agents in the crowd mm-hmm. who were riling people up more and purposely trying to entrap people and get people in trouble. Like there is every time the feds catch somebody with some stupid plot, that's always what it is. But that's also why you should not trust the person in your local right wing group who is telling you that you know, we should be doing a revolution or we should be doing X, Y, Z, or we should storm the Capitol now because they probably do work for the FBI or some other three-letter agency. Because, I mean, first of all, the biggest reason I think there were feds in the crowd is because, like, every time they bust any right-wing group, it turns out about half of it is all feds. Right. So, I mean, I just... Statistically, it would seem likely that a bunch of the people involved in this were, you know working for the government in some capacity. So, uh, and, you know, I I don't know. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm as blown away by the January 6th footage that was released as I, as I think people want me to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, do you see that footage and you're like, oh my God, nothing about this is what we were told. Um... I mean, I think clearly what we knew... No, it got out is, of hand. It was a mob thing that got out of, I mean, there, January 6th, thing was obviously obviously a fraud and it was a, a a show and you would have thought that we would know exactly where the security failures happened but that's not what it was it was how trump made people go mean and how republicans mm-hmm. were running down the halls of scared that's right. that's what it was it was a show it was a propaganda it was which is ridiculous that whole tr- thing was but i would like to know how the hell that happened oh yeah from a security failure point of view yeah yes. i would like to know that yes um the weekend on the sunday shows Basically, um, what, did, what was the channel with Death Sentence? They tried to make Death Sentence happen, as they always do. 
Um, it, it, they, Tapper had him on for a good long time. Essentially, this is the hit that uh, Tapper and DeSantis worked on together on Trump. Are you and your camp campaign saying that he has lost his sharpness, his mental acuity, and are you saying he'll lose to Joe Biden? Well, I, I wouldn't be running unless I thought that, that the Democrats would, would beat Trump if he were the nominee. I mean, they're going very easy on him right now. I mean, they're, they're not saying much. It, the minute if he were to be the nominee, I mean, you're going to see uh, scorched earth. You're going to see all the stuff uh, uh, brought up from, from the past. And the whole election will end up being uh, a referendum on Donald Trump. And Biden will be able to hang out in the basement. And I think he'll be able uh, to get away with it again. Uh, look. When you get to this point, the presidency is not a job uh, for somebody that's pushing 80 years old. I just think that that's something that has been shown with Joe Biden. Father time is undefeated. Donald Trump is not exempt from any of that. Uh, I think with somebody like me, you go in, you know, I'm in the prime of my life. I go in day one. I'll serve two terms, deliver big results, and get the country moving again. That's what Republican voters want to see. So that's the three needle threading that... They've obviously worked the mm -hmm. shop. That answer cost him probably $11 million. So it's a way to hit Trump without hitting Trump because you can't hit Trump's record. You can't hit his legal troubles. You can't hit um, – and I think probably they're seeing that if you say that Trump didn't get done the things he said he'd get done, like build the wall, that Trump voters delete you forever. It's a very – Right. That's a way to say just all old people. This is, this is nothing in Trump. Old people have to go away. It would have been, I think, if Eddie started saying that a year ago, maybe it would have done something, but probably not. Trump mm -hmm. isn't old. It's just, it's not his thing. He's not the same type of old that Biden is. No. Even As a matter of fact, he's getting like more sprightly. More wild all the time. <laughs> he is, yeah. He is, like, when he squares off against the media, he's squaring off, off against, in scrums, 20 and 30 mm -hmm. year olds. And he is wiping the floor with these people. Right. So. Uh, let me tell you one thing, though. So I don't I, I see what they're doing. I still like DeSantis. I still think that he'd make a great president. But then again, I think I think a lot of these people who I'm afraid to mention to our listeners, I'm sorry, a lot of these Republicans would make fine presidents. Christie would be a good president. You know, even your I don't know you love Haley. I mean, better than sass. Biden, right? They all all of them would be better than Biden. All right. Um, but well, just and not new, that high a bar. But in, in 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 Haley is up like to twenty something percent in New Hampshire against Trump, and they're making a thing out of that. Of course, that 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 it's happening. But I think that she has uh, closed the lid on her campaign by last week saying that she wants the government to be looking at. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to have way too high of negatives with a whole bunch of people for saying stuff like that. It's also just the general like. I can't imagine that in 2023 you're going to get people excited by saying stuff like that Vivek is attacking me because I'm a girl or going out mm -hmm. here and saying stuff about like, well, my truth, blah, 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 like she said this weekend. I mean, it's you know what it is. And like, I liked it when she said scum. Mm -hmm. You're scum. That that was like interesting. That was like the only real moment that she had. Well, right. I mean, had she gutturally said, listen, then People would be giving her a look. Oh, saying, yeah. Whoa, where is this person? Like, that would be interesting. There is all the sudden these shows had to had to take a moment to talk about how ugly and uncomfortable it was to see the sitting Republican uh, congressman almost getting a fist fight with the union thug. Mm -hmm. But like, shame on Bernie Sanders for stopping that. 
That would have been fantastic. <laughs> Both of them, the thug was the perfect union thug, who's obviously from mm -hmm. either Boston, Philly, or New York. There's no doubt about it. And the dude is apparently an old UFC fighter. He's, he's done like some of the fighting. Yeah, he's some kind of like go, wrestler. Go or fight. Something. From now know. on, if you're going to talk fighting, go fight. Go hop down there. <laughs> give Sanders the uh, Pedro Martinez um, um, uh, Don Zimmer treatment and go fisticuffs. I am all for that. I am all for that rather than go after each other. Plus, oh man, the, the union thug was such a thug. Probably a good guy though. I mean, to have as a friend. Not a good human. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I'm, they're trying and DeSantis is trying and Jake Tapper's trying to break the Trump hold, but Trump's polling continues to be really good. Biden's is continuing to be terrible. It's interesting because I can't, I don't know why Democrats hate him so much. I don't know why they hate him so much. Other than two things that we talked about a little bit. Okay. Two things. And this is, these are two tiny things, but we talked today, you and I also, one of our high level meetings in the car, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Driving a kid somewhere. Right. Yeah. About people just they thought he was nice guy joe and he's not and i'm telling you don't underestimate him being an a-hole to the grandchild the little girl mm -hmm. and him being an a-hole to all his seemingly really good dogs yeah there's something to that i there's agree because trump's obviously not a dog guy either doesn't fake it but he doesn't fake it nope. he doesn't get a dog bring it into the white house and pretend he's a dog person let me tell you, if, if you told Trump that if he has a dog, there's a chance that his German Shepherd will maul the press, he will be a dog guy. <laughs> <laughs> that dog will be eating Big Macs right next to Trump. <laughs> but also, if his, if his dog mauled anybody, it would be the end of the world. Oh, it Trump's would be dog. like a massive reflection on him as a human being. Oh, my, yeah. And like dog veterinarians everywhere feeling the pinch of the new narrative thanks to Trump. We can't move the dog. We're having to euthanize more dogs than ever. Speaking of dogs, before we jump to the chat chat, I just wanted to update you since I know that you're always very concerned about Pepper's health. Yes, yes, I am. There is actually a dog illness going around, potentially fatal dog illness. Have you heard this? Uh, yeah, I just, I just saw it. I couldn't see it because Michelle McPhee blocks me. So I'm, because I, uh, had her arrested well. or something. I don't know what it was exactly, but I'm in trouble because of her <laughs> no, You didn't, <laughs> you didn't quash the, re not as a part of the newspaper editorial team. Somehow you didn't quash the reporting about her DUI arrest. Exactly. And the, the, the Herald sent a reporter to get photos to it. That was on me for some reason. <laughs> You were supposed to take care of her. But anyway, um, a mysterious and potentially fatal respiratory illness in dogs has been reported in several states across the country as veterinarians continue to search for what may be causing the condition that has killed some dogs. Uh, it starts as a cough that can last several weeks, uh, but uh -oh. turns into a pneumonia that may not respond to typical treatments like antibiotics, which can leave the dog struggling to breathe. It seems to happen very quickly to go from a cough that won't go away. And then all of a sudden they develop pneumonia. So obviously if you're a person who loves your dog, not like certain people in this room, then you should be. I have loved my this. dogs. But when I got pinched in the big Bradley's heist of 87, <laughs> I was, uh, I liked my dog at the time. Mm -hmm. um, Calvin. Yep. Um, Thank you for saying yep. 
Okay. So anyway, but this is one of the areas and they're worried about it because over the holidays, a lot of people board dogs. Oh, yeah. And mostly dogs get it from other dogs. So um, I think also our dog is safe, because not just because you would like her to succumb to the Alice, pneumonia. That is not and true. And she knows that. Hey, so to spite you, she's going to live forever. We have dog coming up, by the way. My little sweet darling dog, who's the apple of my eye, uh-huh. may be uh, being mentioned in, talk, in live reads. So mm-hmm. Don't spread these lies, misinformation, disinformation. You're, okay. you're contributing to a dangerous well, narrative. Well, I think that... Um, you should avoid taking your dog to dog parks and places where she'll play with other dogs. Done. <laughs> and avoid um, boarding her with other dogs because they don't know what's causing this dog cough. Um, it has the signs of it are coughing, sneezing, eye or nose discharge, tired and do not test positive. Eye or for- nose discharge? Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Is that the Indian no, eye? We no, the, not iron. Eye or nose oh, discharge. Okay. Are abnormally tired and do not test positive for other common causes of respiratory illness. Does the wide shot show Pepper there? <laughs> Can we be assured that she's alive right now? Uh, they're most likely to contract the infection by being in close contact with other dogs, like daycare, dog parks, groomers, or boarding kennels. Mm. So can you just not take Pepper to any of those places? Done. <laughs> Wait, but I was going to have her dipped tomorrow, no? <laughs> in case, no. Um, and yeah, so they're worried about... Well, look, guys, be careful with your doggies. Make sure that they're, mm-hmm. uh, they're fine. You know, this Anecdotally is shown up in... Oregon, California, New Hampshire, and the surrounding okay. Northeast area, so California, let's, let's, Indiana, Illinois, okay. Washington, Idaho, Georgia, so, Florida. So, so um, I was, you know, it's interesting, last year, last year, last mm-hmm. weekend, I walked on uh, on this very nice park around here in Newburyport called Modsley Park, and I was walking with my two kids, and this person had their dog in one of those zip lines, you know, mm-hmm. leashes that goes like 20 feet. Is a huge, huge black dog with lots of fur, and he was. I've in the last ten months, I've become a little timid near dogs. Like it, just, it just have I, since I started getting anxiety. So anyway, this big dog comes running towards me. I can tell he's friendly. I can tell he's a big idiot. He's got schmegma all over his mouth and frothing, you know, whatever. And he's and the people are. The woman says, "Oh, it's okay. He's friendly. He's friendly. It's okay. He's friendly." So it doesn't matter that he's friendly. I don't want to play with him. I don't want his shit. I'm sorry. I don't want his freaking slime on me. And I don't want him to. Ju- I don't want to tussle with your dog. I had just been playing with another dog, you know, a, a half a mile back that was somebody else's. Reel your dog in. I don't want to play with him. Okay. If I do, I will approach him. Okay. Right. His big monstrosity. Right. It's and not about friendliness. I don't want his freaking. <laughs> Ectoplasm Especially now with the mystery dog respiratory Jesus. illness going Hopefully around. My goodness. Passed. Okay. Um, Alice, what is the uh, hot sauce called? It is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, and they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. I feel like I was going to say something else. I didn't have to use my... Alarm? Fu- my fire- Oh, I should showcase it here. Are we on? Um, it's actually kind of just outside the shot. It'll, it'll be in the wide shot, right? No, it's not. Your hand is just off oh. stage. Do you want, I mean. Here. Look. It's on the video. You can see it on my Twitter. No, you can't see it on the. Can't? Okay. Take my word for it. You'll see it on Twitter. It's my new emergency fire, um, mm-hmm. Jamal Bowman thing. Okay, Alice, ready? Ready. BB. 
Burn Barrel. Paul in the car. Mm-hmm. There is hope yet. Okay. See, that's called naming convention. That's why he's a good person. Unlike, there's two anonymouses here. Uh, no boy, you know. And of course, Tim and Ken. Tim, where have you been? Has Tim dropped us? No. There are pressures out there. You just haven't said anything worthwhile for him to call in. That can't be true. Hold on. Check one. We sound okay? Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. Paul in the car. Hi, Paul. Paul. Um, I was in Boston on Wednesday night. I was catching uh, Tool at the Garden. Mm. Um, Awesome show, by the way. You're a Tool person, aren't you, Alice? No. Or is it cake? I like cake. Check. Hello. Um, Okay. Okay. I, I go to a lot of live music, and hmm. this was a first for me. And, and tell, told me there is still hope, uh, if not for humanity totally, uh, at least for this country. Um, after their first song, he kind of got on the mic and said, "This is the lead singer Maynard James Keenan." Uh-huh. Said, uh, "You know, put your effing phones away, and if you behave, you can take them out for the last song and record that." And oh. I kid you not, I didn't see a single phone in wow. that arena during the entire show. Wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. There is still hope, guys. Wow. Have a good one. Thanks. But do we love that? Tom doesn't like being told what to do. Well, I mean, I remember in 95, Michael Stipe yelled at everybody when we were at the River Rave. It could be 96. But he said, oh, if you're not going to dance, maybe you shouldn't sit in the front row. Some like people, like they probably were business or for sales, whatever. They were sitting down rather than standing up. He said, stand up. I don't, I don't like, love that. And if people have cell phones and they want to record, the, what's the problem? Is the problem is that they're not listening? Or I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I could see I've never how it would a crowd. So uh, I could see how it would like feel like people aren't engaged if they're on their phones or not really like in the moment paying attention. I bet you don't hear T Swift doing that, do you? No, but and there's all kinds of cell phone footage of all her concerts out there too. Yeah, but I think that's all. It shows like it seems like she rules the world. Yeah, true. But the guy from Tool doesn't like it, and people—it's good that the audience decided to do what they were decided to do. But you know, I loved when like Chris Rock got caught talking about uh, um, what's his name, the Fresh Prince, mm-hmm, Will Smith. Yeah, you know. So I like some of that stuff. I wish that, uh, yeah, and to hear um, what's his name, Chappelle's uh, anti-Israel tirades. I'd like to hear those. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what they're saying. I want to know. Hey, Tom, I know I DM'd you about it, but oh, yeah. the Causeway in Gloucester has the best tripe on the North Shore. Oh. It was absolutely delectable. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous. Phenomenal. Whatever term that you usually use yeah. when it comes to food, it was. I mean, I whacked that thing out in less than five minutes. Simply divine. Yeah. Not only does it, it, the causeway in Gloucester I will go there I will absolutely go there I'll probably go take my brother um let me tell you Steve and we we traded uh, secrets you know I use essentially a, a probably two cups of cheese on it and then <laughs> a cup of a hot, the hot peppers mm-hmm. and it is so delicious tripe done well is so freaking beautiful just a great food I love it it's good to know it's the causeway in Gloucester Go to the Causeway in Gloucester and, and urge them, um, encourage them to con- continue with their tripe, and we are going to go down there. I'm going to send them an, mm-hmm. e- an email from the All You Can Eat podcast and tell them that we're going to come down and have tripe. Great. All right? Excellent. Thank you, Steve. Oh, I am jealous, so dang it. Dang it. Now, let me tell you something. I will pay once I eat. <laughs>
I will not be chewing and screwing. Good. I think that's wise at this Although point my, in your life. Yeah, my ability to screw uh, is, <laughs> looks very different these days. Steve from Aramac had called and said something about Peter Rabbit being so good on the air and oh, yeah. doesn't really make too much fuss or he doesn't, you know, too much mm-hmm. noise and how great he is, and which is all true. Mm. Congratulations on Peter Rabbit. And well, first of all, compared to the disruption from the, the other kids, and considering he could be a disruptor, he is not. Mm-hmm. I would just say this to Steve from Merrimack. Rest assured that when Peter Rabbit does speak up and does, ha- does have something to say, that Tom will step all over it, cut him off, and not <laughs> allow him to finish whatever <laughs> thought, whine, Jesus. cry that he's doing. Scurrilous. Because that's what he does. Incorrect. Right, you're, Alice? You're contributing mm-hmm. to a dangerous narrative, Replica Shattuck, that is absolutely BS. BS. Although it should be said that I, I did some royal stepping on you during, um, was it maybe the Andrew Clavin interview? You were onto something good, and I just squashed it, and I listened <laughs> to it back, and I was like, oh, vicious. Hey, guys, I had read this week that Tucker Carlson might be a VP candidate for Trump yeah. in 2024. And I was wondering, doesn't that hurt the brand and the image for Tucker if he actually does do this? I mean, isn't he more powerful right now than he would be as VP? Because it seems yes. like he would definitely just be in the shadows of Trump. He would be more of the quiet man. And I think his potential in terms of like making money or being popular gets kind of quelled if he's with Trump. And I kind of find it hard to believe that he would leave his compound in Maine to go back to Washington. So is there any truth to that rumor that Tucker would actually do that if asked? I doubt it. No way, Steve, you nailed it. No way. Tucker is deserving to be the number one on a ticket if he decides to get into politics which i don't know if he feels like doing but if he did he would not do it under somebody else's banner he would do it under the tucker banner right and he is a flamethrower of a unique free thought and the moment he's out there compromising his thoughts or adhering to the policies of trump you know in his speech free speech no 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 it would it would not work it would be a terrible thing Terrible thing. It, Plus, when, I think he's just having fun out doing his own thing. He's yes. in Spain talking been, about the Tucker's cool thing there. He's, he's, he's been in doing DC for stuff. like uh, almost like uh, you know thirty five years, and I think that when you've been in DC for that often, that long, then these things like the White House and motorcades no longer inspire awe. They're just things, you know. You just see them. Same way, like. It's the same way, like Trump, like d- disparaged the White House, like when he moved in, or supposedly did whatever. You can see that he's been to so many function rooms, and the White House is half of it is just function rooms, right? You know that, you- and a lot of it's very like old fashioned. You're sort of in a museum almost in tons oh, of sections of it. Absolutely, and it's very. It's like I don't know if it's um, drafty, but I it looks drafty from the inside. <laughs> right. and I've not. I've only been to the section where you get the tour so right yeah we haven't been to like the living parts but yeah i mean and even 
like a lot of that stuff has been there like a really long time. Yes. Like the movie theater stuff. Like I'm sure it's not the latest and greatest no. technology and, and amenities in most of the place. Right. Whoa. Sorry. Okay. How do we do this? <laughs> Let me start over here. You go over here. Ready? I'm ready. Thank you so much for listening. If you're on Patreon, stay there because um, you can hear the bonus content. Um, if you don't like to go to the actual Patreon website, remember that you can sign up for an ad-free RSS feed as well that will have the bonus content in it. To sign up for the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You get the live streams, you get extra content, ad-free RSS feed, all that stuff. But of course, the show's always free, burnbarrelpodcast.com for all the places to listen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.